0: Well, hey, good morning and uh, Merry Christmas again. We hope that you and your family had a great time celebrating Christmas uh, these past few days. And Happy New Year. Again, we're just a few days away from 2021. My name is Matt. I'm one of the pastors here. just want to welcome you into our worship service. So glad that you're with us at FBC Online this morning. And hey, I wanted to let you know uh, what the next little bit of time is going to look like here this morning. Our service is going to look a little bit different Than it usually does. And so I wanted to give you uh, a heads up. Uh, We just finished preaching through the book of 2 Timothy as a church, right? For the past few months, I think since August, we've been walking through the New Testament letter of 2 Timothy just a little bit at a time. And rather than jumping ahead to something new right away, like starting a new sermon series right away, we wanted to leave one Sunday at least where we could stop and reflect on what we've learned and kind of revisit 2 Timothy uh, one last time, soak it up before we uh, move ahead. And we've done this before. If you've been at FBC for a while now, uh, a number of times when we finished preaching through a book of the Bible, we'll take a Sunday and we'll read through the book in its entirety during... The service, So we take a whole Sunday just to have the book read out loud. And you know, uh, throughout the history of the church, uh, the public reading of Scripture, uh, the reading of these letters, the reading of these books out loud was a a central part of worship uh, for Christians throughout history. And so we kind of get to join in on that this morning uh, where we are going to hear the Word of God read out loud. And this all comes from a conviction that uh, the Bible... The scriptures are the word of God. This is the very word of God. And so uh, we don't ultimately gather to hear my insights or Pastor Lee or Pastor Kyle's insights or whoever's preaching that day. Uh, we come to hear the voice of God. And so this morning we have a special chance to do that. Uh, we're going to have some more songs that we'll sing. We'll have a, a short space for prayer and reflection built in to the service. And I'll share some short reflections towards the end. But, but really the meat of the service uh, the bulk of the service is going to simply be uh, reading the book of Second Timothy. A few people from the church, you're going to see them up here reading the various chapters. And I just want to encourage you, uh, even though this morning looks a little different, uh, not to kind of check out or take a pass and say, ah, um, this morning isn't as important, but to really lean into this opportunity to simply sit, hear the Word of God, read out loud, uh, and then we'll... Uh, Continue our morning then in worship. And as we go, there might be some opportunities to just reflect and share in the chat uh, over here on the bottom of your screen. You can share in the chat with the rest of us what's something God taught you through our onward series in Second Timothy. Go ahead and just as the morning goes on, feel free to share there. All right, let's jump in.
1: Good morning. Today's reading will be from Second Timothy chapter one. Paul, an apostle of Christ Jesus, by the will of God. In keeping with the promise of life that is in Christ Jesus, to Timothy, my dear son, grace, mercy, and peace from God the Father and Christ Jesus our Lord. I thank God, whom I serve as my ancestors did, with a clear conscience. As night and day, I constantly remember you in my prayers. Recalling your tears, I long to see you, so that I may be filled with joy. I am reminded of your sincere faith, which first lived in your grandmother Lois, and in your mother Eunice.
2: not because of anything we have done, but because of his own purpose and grace. This grace was given us in Christ Jesus before the beginning of time, but it has now been revealed through the appearing of our Savior, Christ Jesus, who has destroyed death and has brought life and immortality to light through the gospel. And of this gospel I was appointed a herald, an apostle, and a teacher. That is why I am suffering as I am. Yet this is no cause for shame, because I know whom I have believed— and am convinced that he is able to guard what I have entrusted to him until that day. What you heard from me, keep as the pattern of sound teaching, with faith and love in Christ Jesus. Guard the good deposit that was entrusted to you. Guard it with the help of the Holy Spirit who lives in us.
1: You know that everyone in the province of Asia has deserted me, including phygellus and Hermogenes. May the Lord show mercy to the household of Onesiphorus, because he often refreshed me and was not ashamed of my chains. On the contrary, when he was in Rome, he searched hard for me until he found me. May the Lord grant that he will find mercy from the Lord on that day. You know very well in how many ways he helped me in Ephesus.
3: 2 Timothy chapter 2. You then, my son, be strong in the grace that is in Christ Jesus. And the things you have heard me say in the presence of many witnesses, entrust to reliable men who will also be qualified to teach others. Endure hardship with us like a good soldier of Christ Jesus. No one serving as a soldier gets involved in civilian affairs. He wants to please his commanding officer. Similarly, if anyone competes as an athlete, he does not receive the victor's crown unless he competes according to the rules. The hardworking farmer should be the first to receive a share of the crops. Reflect on what I am saying, for the Lord will give you insight into all of this. Remember, Jesus Christ raised from the dead, descended from David. This is my gospel, for which I am in suffering even to the point of being chained like a criminal. But but God's word is not changed. Therefore, I endure everything for the sake of the elect, that they too may obtain the salvation that is in Christ Jesus with eternal glory.
4: Here is a trustworthy saying. If we died with him, we will also live with him. If we endure, we will also reign with him. If we disown him, he will also disown us. If we are faithless, he will remain faithful, for he cannot disown himself.
3: Keep reminding them of these things. Warn them before God against quarreling among, uh, amongst others with words. It is of no value and only ruins those who listen. Devour best, do your best to to present yourselves to God as one anointed, a workman who does not need to be ashamed and who correctly handles the word of truth. Avoid godless chatter because those who indulge in it will become more and more ungodly. Their teachings will spread like gangrene. Among among them are uh, Ammonius and Philetus, who have wandered away from the truth. They say that the resurrection has already taken place, and they destroy the faith of some. Nevertheless, God's solid foundation stands firm, sealed with this inscription, The Lord knows everyone who are His. And everyone who confesses the name of the Lord must turn away from wickedness.
4: In a large house, there are articles not only of gold and silver, but also of wood and clay. Some are for noble purposes and some for ignoble. If a man cleanses himself from the latter, he will be an instrument for noble purposes, made holy, useful to the master, and prepared to do any work. Flee the evil desires of youth and pursue righteousness, faith, love, and peace, along with those who call on the Lord out of a pure heart. Don't have anything to do with foolish and stupid arguments, because you know they produce quarrels. And the Lord's servant must not quarrel. Instead, he must be kind to everyone, able to teach, not resentful. Those who oppose him he must gently instruct in the hope that God will grant them repentance, leading them to a knowledge of the truth, and that they will come to their senses and escape from the trap of the devil who has taken them captive to do his will.
5: 2 Timothy chapter 3 treacherous, rash, conceited, lovers of pleasure rather than lovers of God, having a form of godliness but denying its power, have nothing to do with them. They are the kind who worm their way into homes and gain control over weak-willed women who are loaded down with sins and are swayed by all kinds of evil desires, always learning but never able to acknowledge the truth. Just as Janice and Jombrus proposed Moses, So also these men oppose the truth, men of depraved minds, who as far as the faith is concerned are rejected. But they will not get very far because, as in the case of those men, their folly will be clear to everyone. You, however, know all about my teaching, my way of life, my purpose, faith, patience, love, endurance, persecutions, sufferings. What kinds of things happened to me in Antioch, Iconium, and Lystra? The persecutions I endured, yet the Lord rescued me from all of them. In fact, everyone who wants to live a godly life in Christ Jesus will be persecuted, while evil men and imposters will go from bad to worse, deceiving and being deceived. But as for you, continue in what you have learned and have become convinced of, because you know those from whom you learned it and how from infancy you have known the Holy Scriptures, which are able to make you wise for salvation through faith in Christ Jesus. All Scripture is God-breathed and is useful for teaching, rebuking, correcting, and training in righteousness, so that the man of God may be thoroughly equipped for every good work. Ready? Okay.
6: This is from Second Timothy chapter 4. In the presence of God and of Christ Jesus who will judge the living and the dead. And in view of his appearing and his kingdom, I give you this charge. Preach the word, be prepared in season and out of season. Correct, rebuke, and encourage with great patience and careful instruction. For the time will come when men will not put up with sound doctrine. Instead, to suit their own desires, they will gather around Around them, a great number of teachers to say what their itching ears want to hear. They will turn their ears away from the truth and turn aside to myths. But you keep your head in all situations, endure hardship, do the work of an evangelist, discharge all the duties of your ministry. For I am already being poured out like a drink offering, and the time has come for my departure. I have fought the good fight, I have finished the race, I have kept the faith. Now there is in store for me the crown of righteousness, which the Lord, the righteous judge, will award to me on that day, and not only to me, but also to all those who have longed for his appearing. Do your best to come to me quickly, for Demas, because he loved this world, has deserted me and has gone to Thessalonica." Crescens has gone to Galatia and Titus to Dalmatia. Only Luke is with me. Get Mark and bring him with you because he is helpful to me in my ministry. I sent Tychicus to Ephesus. When you come, bring the cloak that I left with Carpus at Troas and my scrolls, especially the parchments. Alexander, the metalworker did me a great deal of harm. The Lord will repay him for what he has done. You too should be on your guard against him because he strongly opposed my message. At my first offense, no one came to my support, but everyone deserted me. May it not be held against them. But the Lord stood at my side and gave me strength so that through me the message might be fully proclaimed and all the Gentiles might hear it. And I was delivered from the lion's mouth. The Lord will rescue me from every evil attack and will bring me safely to his heavenly kingdom. To him be the glory forever and ever, amen. Greet Priscilla and Aquila. And the household of Onesiphorus. Erastus stayed in Corinth and I left Trophimus. I left Trophemus sick in Miletus. Do your best to get here before winter. Eubulus greets you, and so do Prudence, Linus, Claudia, and all the brothers. The Lord be with your spirit. Grace be with you.
0: Well, I've mentioned before that the picture we get from the book of 2 Timothy is the Apostle Paul uh, nearing his death. And he's, he's writing this letter to this young pastor, Timothy. And it's as if he's a concerned parent, you know, about to send his son off to college. Or about to send his son off to school when he's younger and he's, he's sitting down with him in the kitchen and he's got his brown bag lunch packed for him and he's prepared his egos, and he's about to send him off. Or maybe again it's him sitting in the dorm room with his son. He's about to drop his son off and leave him at college and he's about to go home. And he's saying to him essentially, hey, I'm not going to be around much longer. You're going to go out on your own now and there's a, a lot of things coming that I want you to be aware of. Right? Our series has been called Onward. It's about uh, Paul looking out at the future and trying to encourage Timothy about some things to be prepared for uh, that lie ahead. And so in the same way we've said as a church, hey, what are some things that we need to be prepared for? How do we stay the course and remain faithful as we follow Jesus into an uncertain future? A verse or, or a phrase that could kind of, I think, wrap up this whole study that Uh, came up as I was preparing for this morning was 2 Timothy chapter 3 verse 14, where he says, but as for you, continue in what you have learned and become convinced of. Right, so if you remember in a number of different ways throughout the book, Paul uh, tells this young pastor Timothy, hey, things are going to get wild. Uh, You're going to see some challenges. Uh, You're going to see some difficulty. You're going to face suffering. Uh, People are going to get uh, wild in a number of ways. People are going to get weird, and I want you to be ready for that. But as for you, and in so many different ways throughout the book, he says, hey, things are going to look like this out here, but as for you, stay the course. As for you, here's what I want you to be about. And so there's a few closing reflections. We can say first, theologically, Doctrinally, as we look out ahead, people are going to be all over the place. Okay, Paul repeats this throughout the book a number of times, and we see this uh, in our own time today. Paul says in chapter 4, right, a time is coming when people won't put up with sound doctrine or biblical teaching. People won't want to believe what is true. They won't teach what is true. But as for you, Timothy, as for you, he calls him what? To, to guard the gospel. He says, There's this good deposit that's been entrusted to you, Timothy, the truth of the gospel that you are to preserve and guard and pass on. And we would extend that same application to each of us today. We have been entrusted with the gospel message. And so, Church of Jesus, make sure that the message of the gospel is not compromised, it's not changed. The, the truths, have been entrusted to you, to steward, to, to pass on. You have this responsibility to preserve. it. You don't have the freedom to, to, to change the message. And so we wonder, where today might we be tempted to change the message? We might be tempted today to wonder, well, is Jesus really the only way to salvation? Is Jesus really the only way to come to a saving relationship with God? Or we might say, do I, do I really have to love my enemies? Do I really have to forgive people? Do I, do I really have to care for the vulnerable? Or we might say, does God really care who, who I sleep with or what I do with my body? Or there's all these views floating out in the world today that challenge what the scriptures say about so many different things. So Paul says to Timothy, and ultimately to us, "Hey, say, stay the course. But as for you, guard the gospel hold to the truth of scripture, the message of Christ crucified, right? The life, death, uh, resurrection of Jesus to rescue sinners from judgment and hell and brings us into uh, a relationship with the living God. And so, yes, sin is a big deal and hell is real. And God calls us to live holy, uh, righteous lives. And salvation is found nowhere else but in Christ, and so I want to encourage you this morning as you reflect to consider: Are there any doctrinal issues or theological convictions where you've strayed? And you need to come back to the truth of Scripture. You know, related to this, Paul also says that people are going to not only stray theologically, but they're going to get distracted. And that people are going to abandon the mission and lose sight of the work of God, lose sight of the kingdom. They'll kind of make side ventures their priority and their focus. This is especially possible as, as a church, but we've been scattered for how many months now? Uh, we're in such a strange season. Maybe you're feeling disconnected and lost sight of what really should be the priority of your life in following Jesus. To you then, Paul says, hey, but as for you, people are going to get distracted, caught up in all kinds of stuff, but as for you, He tells us to what, in chapter 2, verse 3, to be like a good soldier. He's the image of a soldier who would train and prepare and be focused on the mission at hand. A good soldier, he says, doesn't get caught up in, in civilian affairs, entangled in side pursuits. They have a singular focus, to please their commanding officer, to be about the mission. And so Paul says, hey, as for you, keep the main thing the main thing. So can we be a church that keeps the main thing the main thing and points people to the hope and the joy of Jesus and the power of the gospel to save us and to rescue us? Paul tells us, hey, don't be primarily known as politics guy or, or sports guy or, or barbecue guy or the Arbon guy or whatever guy you might be tempted to primarily be. He says primarily be the Jesus guy or the Jesus girl. Make Jesus the focus of your life, even if it is costly Right? There's all these uh, references to suffering throughout the book. Right, Stay the course. Don't get distracted, even if it's going to be difficult. But friends, as we close, rather than just this being a get-to-work kind of book, like, hey, go do more, work harder, 2 Timothy was filled with the good news of Jesus. It talks about the grace of God for you. It talks about The fact that God has saved us not because of our works or what we have done or anything that we deserve, but God has saved us and called us because of his own purpose and grace. He says this in chapter 1, verse 9. And so as we stay the course, as we follow Jesus, as we hold to the truth of the gospel, remember Jesus, that he is alive, he is with you, he has saved you. He loves you. And your place as a child of God, your place in the kingdom of God, is not dependent upon your performance, but it's been given to you as a gift, a gift of grace through the work of Jesus. So, friends, I want to leave you this morning with that good news that you are so loved by God, not just good advice. Let's pray. Thank you, Father, for your word, uh, the gift of 2 Timothy and all the truths. Uh, that it has taught us. We pray, Lord, that you would uh, lead us out and that we would be a church known for our faithfulness to you, Jesus, our love for people, our focus on uh, the gospel and seeing lives transformed. God, would you use us powerfully here. In your name we pray. Amen.